Hello and welcome to another episode of EG Like Sunday Morning. I'm Piers Wayner, once again deputising while Sheriff Jess deals with some cattle rustlers up on the county line. And this week I'm joined by residential honcho Akansha Sonny and top bronco Tim Burke. So uh, this week results from five big agents have revealed a, a pretty sizable fall in revenue. It's on a par with those experienced during the pandemic. It's $1.7 billion. It is. That is for, to clarify, their capital markets businesses. So the money that um, that these guys are bringing in from deals. But it is a it is a grim fall. Things are looking pretty nasty for, for all of those big names. So we had over the last couple of weeks, um, CBRE, Colliers, JLL, Cushman and Wakefield, uh, Newmark put out their, their results for the fourth quarter. And yeah, $1.7 billion cumulative um, uh, sort of total across those names drop in capital markets revenues during during the end of the year, year on year, which, as as you have said, is is as bad as things got right in the depths of the COVID crisis. There just ain't the deals happening. So is that it? We're just we're just seeing a complete contraction of any activity. And that's had the knock on effect. Transactions are, are, are just drying up. People are waiting on the sidelines. Um, the, the deals aren't getting done. There's negotiations or, or otherwise arguments between buyers and sellers over how these assets are going to be priced. And it's really hit all of those all of those big names um, in the pocket. I mean, some of the some of the falls are really sharp. So at, at Newmark, their investment sales were down by 63 percent. Um, year over year in the fourth quarter. Um, if you look at Cushman, their capital markets revenues for Q4 were down by by more than a half compared to the end of of 2021. CBRE, that's that's 46 percent. It's a really a really similar story across all of these um, across all of these firms. Now, does bear does bear pointing out that a lot of them had a really good Q4 in 2021. So it's kind of a tough comparable anyway. But even if you take that into account, um, and even if you consider that, you know, there are other business lines that are doing well, leasings are doing are doing pretty good for a lot of these firms. The capital markets outlook is um, is, is about as bad as it's been for, for quite some time. So how long is that likely to continue? Is there hope in the next couple of quarters? We are talking about real estate agency bosses. There is always hope. There is always <laughs> an opportunity to talk about how quickly a corner will be turned. Actually, they, they all they all pretty much chime in with the same sentiment on this. Um, there are hopes that the downturn lasts for probably the first half of this year, but then in H2, we start coming out of that. So a lot of talk from the chief executives uh, in their earnings calls about the amount of quote unquote dry powder that's out there in terms of mm. money looking for a home and the speed at which um, once some of the economic worries clear over uh, probably the first six months of this year, the speed at which dealmakers might start thinking, okay, now is the time to jump back in and start um, and start p- picking things up. So um, uh, Newmark, um, Colliers, Cushman, I think all, all made commentary around around hoping for a, a pretty rapid second half rebound. Are those going to be famous last words? <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe it's possible, isn't it? Is there is there some sort of consensus about about when they think it's going to return? Um, most of the commentary from the boardrooms has been second half of second half of the year. Um, right. So John, Big John Forrester of, uh, of of Cushman said he's been talking over the last few weeks with a lot of the biggest investors in real estate around the world. They've all been talking about how much money they want to spend 
but they just they haven't got the opportunity they haven't got the opportunity because there aren't assets being marketed mm. they also haven't got the certainty around what they should be paying for those assets um he and several others are thinking it's an h2 it's an h2 um recovery which means you've still got you know another another quarter where things are looking um where things are looking pretty bleak if you're a deal maker trying to drum up transactions and and um and get that revenue in before the summer break well there we go so the weather forecast is uh, <laughs> grim and showers but sunny intervals later on now Akansha, there's um you've been covering some sectors that that have actually been having quite a good time uh, yeah. you had a piece about unite students restarting its investment program um so uh, to quote oasis what's the story <laughs> well um last week unite released their results which you covered and then after that, um, do you want to do the honours of talking about that, or? Yeah, well, the the, the results were were pretty good, um, pretty good news. Um, adjusted earnings up by forty eight percent over the year. Um, I think it was one hundred and sixty million something. Um, although profit before tax was kind of stagnant at the same level before, um, and uh, accounting return had fallen. But yeah, it was it was it was looking pretty healthy. But the the thing I mean, the thing that I missed in that story, because I did the very, the very quick and dirty turnaround um, was that bit that you, you looked at, which was it um, its investment program kickstarting again, because they put that on hold, hadn't they? They had. Yeah. Like pretty much every single real estate or literally yeah. any company in the in Q3, Q4 of last year, they'd halted all investment um, just to see where the market settled. Um, and then this year, they're starting up that investment again. So they're launching a 250 million stra- uh, investment strategy that's including new bills, JVs, and they're looking to acquiring first generation PBSAs while they partner with universities and then redeveloping them. Uh, for a higher rent and uh, their um, their ESG criteria as well. So is the is the priority going to be on on development, redevelopment, refurb? What's the what are they looking at? Well, they are excited about refurbishments, but they have said that opportunities for that for that are far and few between. So they'll be going into new builds. Um, and keeping a strict eye on what they can acquire for redevelopment as well. They launched their redevelopment strategy last year in Manchester with three of their assets, which is doing amazingly well because they start launched this. Um, they're smaller assets, of course, because they're not new builds. They're old office buildings that they redeveloped. So they've put like all um, postgrad students in one development and first year and second year in the other. So they've had some research that that was really successful for their um student morale as well to well, that's quite interesting re- isn't it because they they were well, i right in thinking that they've looked at what they're doing with their their postgraduates yeah. and that offer and they're now using that to sort of t- to learn from it and go more into btr yes they are doing that um they have one btr site so far but um they're looking to expand more in the coming year they don't have a criteria so, for how much, but yeah. right. But could could some of that two hundred and fifty million be going in that direction, or is this no? This is PBSA. Great. Throughout. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anything that goes into BTR, that will be new money. That'll be different money. Yeah. Um, and the and another story as well, which was somebody starting in one area and then segueing neatly into BTR with the the interview with our native groups, Guy Nixon. Yes. So um, 
so yeah tell me about that uh to quote marvin gay what's going on <laughs> well i met a guy in um Native Group's uh, working development is called the Marches, and it was just absolutely amazing. So Working Council is the one that owned and funded that development. Um, well, it was working Council is be... also the one that's that's just said that it's got massive debt problems and, and needs a helping hand. So <laughs> maybe maybe the less said about their property investment. Yeah. But, but yes. yes. <laughs> well, the development itself is amazing. Um, yeah. It, it well, was supposed to be a, a shopping complex. <laughs> It was supposed to be a shopping complex and it has an M&S in the basement. So there's a lift that goes right down to the basement for inside the M&S. And then it's <laughs> a PTR uh, on the upper floors. Um, and it was so I met Kai in one of their um, meeting rooms, that development. And it was just so he told me how you, he used to be a lawyer when he started his career. So he used to travel a lot and he had to stay in all these hotels, which were, to be fair, super nice hotels. But uh, six months nine months for an assignment in a hotel is driven no matter what people like their own space so he started his apart hotel business and the first um room he actually rented out was his own apartment to uh, <laughs> two lawyers traveling um and then from there he started like buying more developments and renting them out because it was a screamingly obvious opportunity in his words and then um, during the first financial crisis, 2009, he acquired his first BTR. It was this development that was supposed to be for sale, but no one was buying at the time. So they turned it around for rent. And that's how he started his BTR arm as well. It was last year where Native Group kind of split into a Native residential, that is BTR, and Native Places, that is a part of Dallas. So, it took, so it's, it's taken over 10 years for the BTR yes. arm to become sizable comparable with the other other side what, is is that now the focus is btr now the focus for for them or are they still looking at apart hotels and service departments oh they're absolutely looking at both but btr is significantly bigger than apart hotels um btr they now have over oh, four thousand units and um apart hotels they have a thousand they're right. still wow. focusing on both of these uh areas of growth but guy has admitted that btr has just developed way more than he was expecting yeah. And the growth has been phenomenal, the rate at which it's grown. That's, I think that's the theme of almost every time we talk about yeah. BTR on the show, isn't it? That, that I just love sure. how personal that story is. A lawyer who got so bored of staying in swanky <laughs> hotels while he was doing deals that he thought, I'm going to set up a luxury rental apartment business. Yeah. And it's now flown. And, and the first one being his own uh, own apartment. Renting out his own apartment. That was a real sliding doors moment for Guy Nixon. It could have gone any way, but here we are today. We hated it. The decor was awful. There was a lingering <laughs> smell. I mean, it could have gone badly wrong, couldn't it? it I've actually I've stayed in in um, their uh, their apart hotel in Manchester. Really? Yeah, it's pretty swanky. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, I was only there for a couple of nights, so I d I don't know whether I would have got to that point where uh, you know with a hotel you get fed up, or whether I would have continued to enjoy myself. Um, who knows? Should we do a bit of a quiz? Wrap things up with a bit of a quiz? Do you fancy that? Let's do it. Gorgeous. Who wants to go first? All right, I'll go first. Go for it. Excellent. So, question one. Ministers are consulting on raising the fee for a major planning application by 35%. Now, it currently costs around £675 million to process all of England's annual applications. But how much money is currently received in fees? Uh, I'm going to give you a multiple choice because that's just a really mean question. So is it A, 393 million, B, 
493 million or C 593 million? I'm going to go with B. Yeah, 493 million. So a 182 million pound shortfall is incorrect. No, it's A. It's 393 million. It's a funding gap of 282 million pounds every oh. year saying they need the extra money uh they're also saying that they're going to divert lots of it into making everything shiny and digital good luck with that that never goes wrong <laughs> when the government says they're going to do that uh, so tim to you um who has announced their retirement as chair next month after 40 years with the firm that is chris ireland at jll four it decades is, yes. of building four that and, and and some pretty good achievements along the way well, I, I, I like this. I mean, so he joined King Sturge as a graduate in 1979 and then became joint managing partner of that when it merged with JLL in 2011 and then was JLL's chief executive and then its chair. And all of that is impressive, as you say, but it's not half as impressive as the trio of triathlons in, th- was it three months? Like three triathlons in three months. I just think for me, that's that that blows everything else out of the park. Uh, maybe I'm just easily impressed with sporting prowess, <laughs> as I have none. Akansha, mm-hmm. who has taken a 100,000 square foot prelet at Derwent London's 25 Baker Street scheme? Pimco? It is Pimco. Nice. Yes. And this means that Derwent London has already signed more lettings in the first two months of 2023 than it did for the entirety of 2022. That's a pretty good start to the year. Yeah, more proof. You want to be in leasing, not in the capital market still exactly. making side. Yeah. That's why or, that's or, why the lettings are still or better yet still where it's at for revenue. Or better yet, BTR. But definitely not in local government planning. <laughs> Tim, which REIT has been left without a home after being deleted from the FTSE indices? You've answered your own question in a sort of weird way, haven't you? This is home REIT. I have. Oh. Yes, like many a cryptic crossword, the clue is in the question. <laughs> yeah, home REIT. Uh, it's it's still suspending its shares. It's still waiting for BDO to sign off its account. It's still having everybody who's invested money in it scratching their heads and wondering what on earth happens next. Well, listen, today, Sunday the 5th of March, is St. Piram's Day. Is the patron saint of Cornwall. So I'm going to ask you each a question on Cornwall. Akansha. Yeah. What does Cornwall's Eden Project plan to 3D print? I have no idea. Go on, have a guess. A big palm tree. No, it's not. Um, no, it's an <laughs> eco hotel. They're teaming up with this Italian company. Oh, wow. Oh, amazing. Yeah. To, yeah, to 3D print an eco hotel. It's going to be sort of basically squeezing clay. Um, I saw a LinkedIn video of that. Oh. It's it's pretty yeah. cool stuff. It's um, really cool. So hopefully that, that that was another one that was put on hold because of uh, yeah. pandemic, cost of living, everything, and they've they've revived that. Hopefully that will be going ahead. But Tim, last question. I think you're in the lead, but I'm always hopeless at keeping. Score. And also, if I don't get this right, I'm a Cornishman. Yeah. So I've got to, I've got to get this. Actually, I, but I won't. Let, uh, uh, that's a defeatist attitude. Believe I wouldn't have got. I wouldn't have got um, the Eden. I wouldn't have got the Eden Project one just for full on, disclosure for, for, for the homeland. Come on, Berg. Come on. The Duchy of Cornwall, a.k.a. Prince William, owns about 53,000 hectares of land. But how much of that is actually in Cornwall? Oh, that's a great question. And I've got no idea. Um, Thanks, so I'm trying my best. I am, I say like a third, only a third of it. 
I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad. I'm tempted to give it to you, but I won't. It's 13%. <laughs> 13%. 7,552 hectares is in Cornwall. That's, uh, that wasn't even close. To be fair, to say, that th- to say that a third was a good guess, that is not close to 13, is it? That's not. Well, I, yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's better than half. It was better yeah. than <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of of today's today's eglsm and that's it for another week jess will be back next week um so it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them bye bye and to anyone celebrating st Piran's day thou well gone on egg hag all <laughs>